It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. So going to do something slightly different. I'm just going to name you a list of fights that have been announced for this year and some potential fights that are likely to take place, Ben, and I just want you to break them down. So we'll start with Alexander Usyk v Joe Joyce. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I do think there's still some questions over um, Usyk at heavyweight, um, for me anyway. Really impressed with Joe last time out, and it was something I mentioned. Might have been with you actually after the fight about his very uncoordinated, unorthodox rhythm that he makes work for him. And I think the problem was with Daniel, like Daniel was waiting, waiting on Joe's and working on Joe's timing, which, for the reasons I just said there, makes it very hard to to get in sync with him and and be able to read his timing. Um, I think with Usyk, he'll probably try and be the one to set a higher tempo um, so that he's not playing to, to to Joe's rhythm to a certain degree, if you know what I mean. Mm. And then um, whether Joe's size will come into, come into play in the fight, um, I'd imagine that Joe would try to do so, but whether he's able to do so would uh, be an interesting one. I, just, I certainly think it would be a different fight to the WSB fight that we see on it's on YouTube at the minute though, but um, it's, it's it's a good fight and I think I was really impressed with Joe, especially his long distance boxing which he showed um, against Daniel. So it's a, it's a really interesting fight and as I say, there are questions over Rusik at heavyweight, so that'll be an interesting one, a good clash of styles. Give you another heavyweight one, uh, Alexander Povetkin v Dylan White, the rematch. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, the problem was is was Dillian was having success. Um, Dillian was having success in the fight. Um, obviously dropped him twice. And I understand he was thinking, look, I'm having success. I'm putting on a good performance. I don't want to rush in and take any silly chances. And ended up getting clipped with one. I actually heard Dave Carbone, he was, he was 100% right. Don't keep giving him the left hook to the body. 
what what I'm sure what Dave meant was don't keep giving the left hook to the body because stay in there catching it, stay in there catching it because eventually from that same position where he's dropping down for the left hook to the body, you can do exactly that. Bring the left uppercut up, bring the left hook upstairs off, and he can build some variety off of that. So, um, you know, I'm sure they would have looked at that and worked on that. And a couple of the things that Dillian keeps, Dillian does is when he tucks up in his shell, he takes his head straight down sometimes, um, as opposed to taking his head and, and turning his shoulders to the left or to the right, so his head's not central and on the line. And then sometimes he takes his head outside of his base, so when he's slipping, his head's going so far away from his base um, that he can't see what's, what's happening in front of him. But I said before, you know, I was really impressed with the way that he handled the feet, went away straight back to, to work and working on things and taking the fight straight away again. So I was really impressed with that. I'm sure he would have made some, some nice improvements. And um, you always got to be careful with, with Povetkin over committing and him drawing one out here off the jab slip or letting you throw your jab to slip and, and time you onto one. So you got to be varied with, with your punches, vary your distance up and be smart. But like I say, I've shared the ring and I'm sure uh, Dillian will be a little bit cuter and a little bit smarter this time. Let's move down to the 160 weight class. Demetrius Andre defeat Liam Williams. It's an interesting one. I know Liam Williams has looked really, really good uh, at middleweight so far and he has looked really good. The only thing for me is he hasn't boxed somebody of a Liam Smith yet um, at middleweight for us to gauge it um, properly but with that said neither's Andrade and Andrade's not he's hard to gauge Andrade I know there's a lot of hype about him in America um, and I know that he's he's a he's a he's a top quality boxer and a tough night's work for anybody but I just see a lot of fundamental flaws that he makes um, not going to go into him too much because it could potentially be a fight for Billy Joe obviously and although I'm not training Billy Joe he's a friend of mine and uh so I'm not going to go into too many details of that, but it's an interesting fight, and I think that Liam's got momentum behind him, which is brilliant, and I think potentially the lack of quality of opponents for Andrade um, going into the fight could make it a bit more of a sticky one, but fundamental flaws there for Andrade, a lot of fundamental flaws that he makes, and... It's just it's hard to gauge because, like I say, the two opponents we know Liam uh, Liam Williams boxed Liam Smith. We know that you know he was in the fights, not like he was wasn't in the fights. Um, but to see him do that at middleweight, yet yeah, I think there's it's a jump up in class. But like I say, Andrade's not been boxing at top level, so it's hard to to gauge the pair of them. I just think if you walk straight out, Andrade, he's going to have a field day. Um, so. It'd be interesting to see what Liam Williams brings to the table. Let's move off the division. Uh, Canelo Alvarez v Billy Joe Saunders. Obviously, I'm not going to go into details of what Billy Joe would need to do for the reason I just previously explained. But like, if you watch Canelo versus Liam Smith beefy, then it's a completely different Canelo that boxed Callum. He's changed his style a lot, grown, developed, um, and even from the Mayweather fight. You know, I know people will say that that's the blueprint, and there's elements of what Mayweather did obviously that works that work against any fighter it's principle um, it's just how you use that principle um, no, I'm going yeah. are you going to close that window what are you closing no, the window no no I'm just oh. that um, so I think that 
what Canelo had tried to do was try to press Billy Joe, make, make Billy Joe work at a higher pace, thinking Billy Joe was going to throw a lot of shots to try and keep him off him. Canelo let him hit some gloves, hit some forearms, hit some gloves, hit some forearms, slip counter. Try and, although Canelo would be on the front foot, he'll try to draw Billy Joe onto something while being a, uh, aggressive, an aggressive counter puncher. Um, but he's, he's very, very smart. Obviously, there's a lot more to Canelo's game than that. But I think that that'll be the sort of fundamental areas that Canelo will try to look to do um, and try to make Billy Joe work at a higher pace than, than what he'll need to do. But like I said, I'm not going to go into what I think Billy Joe would need to do in that fight, as I said. Now, I know you've talked uh, this one to death, but obviously it is probably yeah. the biggest fight uh, we've seen for a long, long time. So I will ask you in this uh, breakdown of, of 2021, uh, Tyson Fury v Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I've done this one just a few times, and that. But look, the thing is, the thing is, um, as I've said before, they've both shown a lot of versatility. Uh, I'm going to say in recent times, but Tyson, like, if you went back to Tyson's first fight as a pro, then looked 17, 18 fights in, completely different. Come to now, completely different again. So. Throughout his career, you can see progress and development and adjustments and changes of style. Big changes of styles, really, to be honest with you. Um, and I think it's a strength that he's worked with a lot of different coaches, a lot of different philosophies, trained in lots of different ways. Every coach has strengths and weaknesses and philosophies. and He's extremely versatile, but he's, he's able to make those adjustments in there. He's able to make those adjustments in there like that. Second nature, because he's been doing these different things for such a long period of time with Joshua people used to think that I was always being critical wasn't being critical I just always felt that before he was probably a level below because he was one dimensional quite predictable um, so and what happened with Ruiz I just felt was always probably going to happen because of that but now he's starting to show a bit of versatility he's adapting um, showing other areas to his game I just the problem is for him I don't think he's as comfortable um, being versatile as Tyson but you know he's, he's shown improvements I can tell that he's studying his opponents um, and the, the interesting part for me is the first round um, the first round maybe two rounds who comes out who's the aggressor who goes on the back foot what how the both fighters approach the fight, and I think that that's an interesting one because Josh has we've seen been showing a bit of mobility and boxing on the back foot and trying to. He actually drew uh, Pulev onto a brilliant shot, touched him, slip, boom. Um, and we know Tyson's a masterful back foot boxer, but we've also seen Josh on the front foot. We've seen Tyson on the front foot. I just think that Tyson's more comfortable um, being versatile with a few more layers, quite a few more layers than I think Joshua has. Errol Spence v Terence Crawford. Interesting one, Errol Spence, Southpaw, when was the last time Crawford boxed a Southpaw? Jojo Diaz, I think, don't quote me. Um, and recently we've often seen Crawford switch to Southpaw to make his opponents fall short to then draw them onto the counter. Um, It'd be interesting to see if he switched Southpaw with Errol Spence. I think that if he did, Errol Spence would find it easier to get closer because there wouldn't be the clash of the lead hands. Um, he'd be able to establish his jab a lot easier, Spence that would be. 
Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Crawford took that fight as an orthodox um, to create the distance between the two of them. But, but it'd be interesting to see the pair of them, not on weight, but around around their weight to see the size difference. I know there's an interview of them both together, but I've not seen the pair of them and the physical stature of them stood next to each other. Because um, we know Terence Crawford can fight, but Errol Spence looks like a beast physically um, at welterweight. So it's definitely an interesting one. And um, I, I think that's a fight where both guys will have success um, implementing their game plans throughout that fight. Last but not least, Josh Taylor v Jose Ramirez. Obviously, I'm not going to go into details, but one thing I will say, and I've said this to Josh, that look, Jose Ramirez is a God-fearing man, um, and he's got that will to win. With those things alone, toughness and Mexican blood, it's never going to be an easy fight. It's always going to be a hard fight, no matter what. And um, that's certainly the case. Like I say, I'm not going to go into too many details because the fight is coming up for one of my fighters, but... Either way, with those things that he's got there, taking away the fact that he's a world championship boxer, with those elements that he's got there, and someone's coming with that pride and, and um, that fighting spirit, it's going to be a tough night. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.